Hi there, I'm Lucia Bodeman. And I'm Nacha Vieira. Welcome to our podcast from both ends, where we discuss life issues and share interesting stories. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome again to another episode of From Both Ends. Hey, Nadja, how are you? Ready to get this going? Hi, Lucia. Hi, everybody. Yep, we are all fine. Okay, good. So today we're going to be talking about schools, about education, and about our kids who sometimes don't feel they really want to study. So I'm sure that happens to a lot of you guys out there. So let's get the ball rolling, right? In many nations, a university diploma is almost a guaranteed pass to a better job and a better income. Is a diploma a surviving must? Or is this a myth? What if your kid doesn't want to study? So, Nadja, you and I are both from the academic world. We both have university diplomas, and we both were teachers for many, many years. So in your opinion, tell us, how important is it to have a formal education? Well, it used to be very important to me, but nowadays I think a little bit different because nowadays I live in the Netherlands and here it is completely different than it is in Brazil and the USA. So now I think it really depends on the country, whether you have a university diploma or not. For example, I think in Brazil, it's still pretty um, important, right? Because of job opportunities and so on. Maybe USA still. But here in the Netherlands, it is not. Schools here, they are based on pathways, right? So we are used to, in the way the educational system works in Brazil and USA, it seems like a linear thing. You go to primary school, then you go to middle school, then you go to high school or vocational school, technical school, right? And then you go to university and Mm -hmm. go on to master's, PhD, and so on, so so forth, right? So you make that linear move. Here in the Netherlands, they do not have that, okay? Here, it is all based on pathways, okay? Depending on which education level a student can reach. So they look for um, how students are, their motivation, their capability. So there's a lot of things going on that will define a student's path. They do not think that university is for everybody. It doesn't have to be for everybody, and it is not necessary to be for everybody. So a Mm -hmm. lot of people have just high school level um, education, and they live just as well as anybody else in the society. Because the society is built up that way, you know, that you do not have that huge disadvantage, okay, because one is a a doctor and the other is a bus driver. You know, of course, there are. Mm -hmm. The higher you go, the better you get paid. That is everywhere. But it is not such a huge difference like it is in Brazil, for example, where one is practically, you know, in a condo and the other is practically in a slum. Mm-hmm. So here, everybody goes to a primary school from it is compulsory at age five. They are allowed to go at age four, but they are obliged at age five. Everybody goes to a primary school, same education for everybody, no problem. But then at the mm-hmm. age of 12 is where it starts to branch out. Oh, wow. The, yes, that early. So at the age of 
12, they do a test called CITOTUTS. And the result of that, together with the teacher, you know, their record of how they were in primary school, their teacher's input on it, and also their parents' input on it. Oh, okay? wow. So it is, yeah. yes, it's a combined. It's very democratic. It's very, I very, like it. I like it. Very. Okay. So it's like a portfolio of all of that. Mm-hmm. It's going then to branch out into, let's say, three different blocks, all right, mm-hmm. of middle school. It's like if you have three different kinds of middle school. The first one, the first block is a middle school that prepares you for vocational education. Let me just make a quick question. Sorry to interrupt you. Just a quick question. Are parents involved throughout all of these uh, choices? And is, you know, how, what's the parent involvement here? To have the same thing at primary school as it does everywhere else, where we they receive report cards, the the teacher calls the parent for one-to-one talk, mm-hmm. that same thing like everywhere. But when they do that that test, then the teacher brings out the portfolio and the teacher sit with the parents and the teacher advise where the kid could go, and then the parent can question that or not, or agree or not. Oh, wow. That's great. With the teacher's advice. And then they're going to talk back and forth to fit the kid on the best um, school. Usually parents agree with the teachers. Yeah, I just like the involvement of the parents because the parents yeah. know the child away yeah, from the exactly. school. Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. you know, if, so. the, if the child has any kind of, for example, a condition or some kind of difficulty yeah. or maybe, exactly. you know, some, some personality, you know, something that needs to be brought up. So the parents have a chance to put the pieces together and, and you get a better picture. This middle, so this middle school that prepares you for vocational education, remember there are three blocks. We're talking about the first one here. Mm -hmm. So they stayed there for years and this will prepare them to go to a school with the level education that depending how many years you stay there, you receive a certificate in a certain level of a job. For example, economics, social services, agriculture, butchery, carpentry, house painting, furniture making. (laughs) You see? That's right. (laughs) Isn't it? So then they want to be, for example, a butcher. So they go to this type of, you know, uh, vocational school to be a butcher. And then they get in certain levels where they can do more things or less things, you know, inside uh, the job. And then they are hired for that. And they're fine. And they will be fine. I know a butcher that lives very well, bought his house, you know, bought his car, lives with a family, happy, just like any other person. Yeah, he likes his job, which is the most important. He's happy doing what he's doing. Yeah. And then, so that is the first block of the middle school. Then the second block of the middle school, right? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm putting this way so people can understand because it's (laughs) kind of mind-blowing sometimes. So it is a middle school that prepares you to practical applied sciences, all right? Now, this middle school will lead you to a professional-oriented applied sciences offered by a university at a practical level. This middle school will take around five years. So after five years, the kid will go to this professional applied science levels at a university, which gives him a bachelor's degree and leads to a master's degree only. 
Okay. Now, the third block of middle school, it is a middle school that prepares you for theory and research mm. at a university. Okay. It takes six years and it is divided into two types of school, what they call Athenaeum and the other type is gymnasium, right? They're all the same, but the gymnasium includes Latin and Greek. Oh, wow. Yes. So this, yeah. So this middle school takes six years and it leads to a research oriented um, studies offered by a university at a theory level. By the end of that, they will have their bachelor's degree. And that leads to master degrees too, just like the other one that we saw, right? The applied science Mm -hmm. one. But it also can lead to a PhD degree. I see. So it branches out yeah. and if it's That's everybody. amazing. That's amazing because then every child has an opportunity to follow, you know, his his interest, right? Yes. So it's not like, you know, like we were mentioning before, the linear education here where you have to follow one path. Everybody has to fit into it, you know? So you go into the program and, and the program does not adapt to you. So that, yeah. that can be very cruel. Yeah. So I, I loved it. I loved what you said. It's very interesting. Yeah. And also what is interesting within this system, it can also go horizontal. Like, for example, somebody from that vocational education, right, can do extra years, extra crosses and then he jumps into that middle school for applied sciences and complete on. So it just takes that person a lot more time than if he would fall in one of those other two blocks. But it doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that he cannot achieve it. It could mean that he's just not prepared at that moment in time to take the studies that, for example, uh, somebody who likes to study or is more applied is doing all the work. And it's easy for someone, for example, if I follow one of these middle schools and, you know, people change, things change, mind changes. And so they could easily change from one to another, right? Being aware that they have, that they will have extra work and everything. They can go up as well as they can go down because if they do not, if they do not fit in, they will go to the other one that it is easier. So it's really flexible. Yeah, and also it is obliged, and they're really strict with that. Going on vacation is not an excuse to miss school. Oh, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that happens a lot here. I mean, right in the middle of the semester, the ki- the parents, you know, yeah. this is a parent decision. So the kids aren't, you know, it's not their fault, but the parents just decide to take their kids away for two weeks. Yeah, no, here, no. So you have to call in. The only excuse for a kid not to be to- in school is if the kid is sick. Now, if the kid is sick a lot, <laughs> then the school will check on that, give the problem seems more than they think. They will give, they will pass it on to a social worker from the government, somebody from the government, and it could escalate up to the point where the parents pay a fee or they take away your child from you oh, because you're wow. not capable to of being a parent because the kid is not going to school. It is that mm-hmm. serious. Oh, wow. There is a certain age that they take all the kids to have um, swimming lessons. They are given certificate for levels and they expect a kid by a certain age to have all three certificates of swimming because it is a life skill. Well, yeah, yeah. The Netherlands is surrounded by water, so. <laughs> yeah. <That's, laughs> you really I mean, want, want to make to sure you swim, swim <laughs> you know, in case, yeah, in case we yeah. get way more water than we need. <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Well, but there was one thing that it baffled me at first because João comes from 
another country, another culture. And a lot of kids do. We have a lot of uh, immigrants here in, in mm -hmm. Holland, right? When he arrived here, he didn't know anything. And since I have studied in USA when I was little, I thought, okay, they will have a Spanish teacher like I had. Yeah. It wasn't a Portuguese teacher, but it was the next best thing, yeah. right? So a Spanish teacher will help him somewhat. They can communicate nothing. Mm. They didn't have nothing. They just threw the kid in the in the classroom and he had to catch I up. See. He had yeah. to catch up. No spoon nothing feeding. Special. No spoon feeding. And I asked, no. No, none. And I and I went to the school and I questioned that. And I went, but don't you have, you know, extra classes to, to teach him, you know, vocabulary, words, whatever? Nothing. And they said, oh, no, he will get it. I said, what do you mean he will get it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, no, he will get it. And he did. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, again, that's a, you know, a sign of our culture here in Brazil, right? We we're always tending to maybe over care and over please yes. and, and overdo. overdo things. And then, you know, we don't even realize that the child is capable of doing things on their own if you just let them. So, Lucia, we both have children who did not share that love for learning as we have. <laughs> yeah. How did you deal with your kid's decision to stop studying? Well, she didn't actually get to the point of stop studying. She did finish uh, her you know, regular education, like middle school, high school, and she eventually did go to university, but she never got like the greatest you know, marks or grades or what have you. She was not involved. I mean, it was torture from beginning to end. And I was just praying that she would hang on because, you know, as a teacher and as someone passionate uh, for education, mm -hmm. I always I always see that as the way, you know, that is how you improve, yeah. that's how you grow. And she wasn't following that. And, and it was pretty frustrating. It was pretty difficult uh, at times. And I did think she would eventually quit. Fortunately, she did not. What were your biggest fears? Yeah, like, you know, like I mentioned, quitting, leaving, you know, because it's something that's, you know, that's like second skin to me is, is having an education is, is, you know, being someone finishing something, you start it, you finish it, right? And I mean, I, I don't have that same mentality of, okay, oh, you have to be a doctor, oh, you have to be a this or, you know, otherwise you're nobody. So to me, an education is, is valuable regardless of which path you decide to go on. And so it was important for me um, to have my three children graduate um, from high school. And if they decide to go to, you know, to university, that's their choice. But if they do decide to go in, I want them to finish and, and, and get a diploma. You know, even if they decide later on to do something completely different, which they eventually did, that's fine. I mean, you know, they're they're not kids anymore. So You know, they're in control of their own lives now, but it did make me feel better that they they managed to each one get their degree. So tell me more. How is Joan doing these days after having gone through all of this? Where is he now? Well, these days he's doing great. He's doing really great because he is in the place where he always wanted to be, which is the army. He's really happy. He's loving it, you know, so he's really turned out to be really okay. But those days of school were really, really stressful because he, unlike Patricia, he did not finish, um, you know, his college. He didn't finish. Um, he barely finished high school, you know, with us having a lot of headache. He did come to the point where 
Um, as I told you before, you know, when he started missing school a lot, he was the time of a teen that I would wake him up to go to school and he would say, I'm not going to school, mm. you know, just oh, like wow. that. And then, I mean, he was taller than me, stronger than me. I, I, what can I do? I could shout all I want. If he said, I'm not going, what could yeah. I do? So, you know, so I, I used to call in sick kind of lie, mm. <laughs> you know, but the school noticed that, well, there's just an amount of getting sick, right? So it did get to the point where social workers were involved. They had a real serious talk with them. I think that got him to finish at least high mm-hmm. school because it came to the point where, you know, the next thing will be defined. The next thing will be you will be removed from home or something like that, you know. So it was that serious. But at least he finished high yeah. school. But he started college, but he dropped out of it. It was when he decided to go to the army because he said, Mommy, it's not for me. I don't want to sit. I don't want to take classes. Yeah, he did. He really did. And he wanted to be, you know, hands on on stuff. He wanted to be doing what he's doing now. And now he's loving it. He's really happy. He's great. So Lucia, how about you? Do you do you still think that a university diploma is a must nowadays? Well, from the perspective of being in Brazil, I would say yes. I mean, that is the least of what you could have, you know, because everything is about certification. Everyone is, unfortunately, I would say in Brazil, um, everything depends on a piece of paper. So you are what is printed on that piece of paper. You know, if you have a collection of (laughs) paper, all of them saying, you know, what your abilities are, what your skills are, what courses you've completed, that is still um, highly important, I would say, in Brazil. I don't know of the case in in Holland, but I still see that as, you know, as, as the culture, part of the culture that we're in. So I know here very few Dutch who has a university diploma. Usually, usually they do have their education, but not really a university diploma. Lots of them have the technical, technical degree yeah, and stuff yeah. that like hands-on and, and they're all fine. Yeah, the picture that comes yeah. to me really clearly right now is, is all about skills. So, you know, since yeah, you exactly. mentioned, you know, going through school um, with the benchmarks and the teachers being aware of what each child is able to do and you have that skill set that will take you through your, you know, your career, whatever professional uh, choice you decide to make. So skills, I see as more important there. And skills here, I mean, we don't know. I mean, when somebody finishes high school, middle school, or even university, we know that they studied that, you know, we know that they followed the curriculum, we know that they managed to complete, I don't know, course one or course A, B, and C. But I don't, I honestly do not believe that the system is aware of what each person's skill set is. So we don't really know what they can do, you know. There are so many other things that are not there that we have no idea because they never met, they never, you know, each individual, they, they didn't have a chance to show what they're able to do you know, because they have to fit in to, you know, to be a doctor, you have to have that skill set. Okay, but he could be an excellent doctor and a professional photographer. Photography might be the thing that really makes him happy, you know. He could be an excellent skilled doctor, but he's not happy being a doctor because he would rather spend his days out in the world taking pictures, you know. And so 
we we always worry so much about them fitting in and about them getting the grades that they need to get in order to mm. go from one grade mm-hmm. to another. But there are so many things that we as parents, we don't know what our kids are able to do. And if they even manage to try and show us, we say, that's fine, honey, but make sure you do your homework. You know, you have a math test tomorrow, right. which, you know, breaks my heart because here he is trying to show you an awesome picture that he painted that I personally could never paint. I could (laughs) not do that. You know, maybe the child is 12 years old and an excellent artist. And we're saying, that's fine, honey, but make sure you study for the test tomorrow. You know, that just breaks my heart. Moving on. Who do you think is to blame for these kids being unwilling to continue? Is there anyone or anything that you would say, you know, that we can point a finger to? That is a difficult question, you know, because I think we cannot... um, not see the inner motivation, you know, of a child or a teen, because that does exist. Because sometimes I see people blaming the school or blaming the teacher, you know, is it fair to blame the school? Is it fair to blame the teacher? We are not seeing um, the inner kid's motivation too. Um, I saw that with João and his best friend during primary school. And João was the type of kid who didn't like to read, hated math, didn't want to study. His thing was about, you know, socializing and parties and let's have fun. (laughs) And his best friend was a quote, quote, little nerd because he loved to read. He, his mother was complaining that she, you know, she took him on a vacation to a tropical beach somewhere, you know, instead of playing in the sand, playing, uh, he was reading all the time. So that is his inner motivation. You know, he, he loved math. We cannot really say those things do not play a part, okay, on the outcome of the child's success at school. On the other hand, I think that teachers and schools can help a kid get through. It's a recipe for failure if you have bad school and a child who doesn't want to study. The kid has a chance if it is a kid who doesn't like to study, but has a very good teacher, a very good Mm -hmm. school. And a kid will go skyrocketing, you know, if he is in a good school, has a good teacher, and has the inner motivation. So I think each case is a case, and I wouldn't dare to put my hand in just one culprit. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, I, I, I see the importance of believing in education, you know, and not just being a little something that people need to have to move on to get a better life. But I think if people maybe invest more love for education, invest mm-hmm. a true belief in education and what we can do. I mean, you can move, you can change the world with education. You know, everything can right. become more peaceful. People can become more understanding with education. But if it's not taken seriously, like, I, I don't know, I mean, and, and teachers have to be educators. It's not just something that you get a diploma and you, you know, you go from the, the cover of one cover of the book to the other, you know, just flipping pages and telling people to memorize what's in the book. I mean, you have to know, yeah. you have to know what you want to teach. You have to understand, yeah. you know, what the importance is and not... Um, I don't know, not try to convince people of things. As a teacher, you have a role, you have a responsibility. This is something that I saw a lot in Brazil. Yeah. It's like somebody, some people saying, actually, I heard that some people saying, oh, but if I don't get into university, I will be a teacher. Yes. 
or if I don't, I don't get to be a successful lawyer, whatever, mm -hmm. then I will be a teacher. So it's like a teacher is the easy thing to fall to if you fail on everything yeah, else. That's no. not true. Yeah, that's that shouldn't be true. Unfortunately, it is. I mean, if you have enough people believing in something, it becomes true. I am I am reluctant to believe in that. So what is your opinion about vocational schools? Just the word school already makes me happy because I like schools. Mm -hmm. I like education. I like learning. And if people don't want to go one way, you know, as in Holland, they have another pathway. That's that's fine. I mean, my son, my my second son, he went into a technical school. He didn't want to go through all that th theoretical stuff. He wasn't interested in in yeah. in becoming a teacher, you know, or getting a, a bachelor's degree and this or that. He just, you know, he was always into computers. He wanted to do design, you know, graphic design. That's been his thing. Okay, I'm sure that at the time I questioned that decision because, like we've been mentioning before, I did expect him to go through the four-year college thing and, you know, do all of that because that's what everyone does in this country, right? I mean, this is the expectation we have as a society. The fact that he wanted to do something else at the time was, hmm, do you think <laughs> this is really going to work? You know, how about this? And you're not going to get that and you're not going to get this. And what if, what if, what if? Yeah. And so at the time I was concerned, but now that I see the result of his decision making, I'm I'm very proud of him and I think they're great. Yeah. You know, I mean, if that's what you want to do, if that's the road that you want to follow, the pathway that you want to go on, God bless you. you oh, Jean got to college but he did not finish he he dropped out because he said mama is not for me i don't want to do this i really don't know i want to get in the army so i told him listen if that is going to make you happy just go and and do it okay so nancio what is your advice for parents with a child who is unwilling to go to school and does not want to study <laughs> that is another difficult one <laughs> because it's so personal, right? And as I yeah. said, it really depends on where you are. But I think the advice I would give is don't give up, you know, mm -hmm. don't give up on your kids, find help somehow. So nowadays, we have so many resources for that. We have computers, we have the internet, we have all sorts of free courses online. Okay, you have um, gr study groups, we have forums of people with same problems as you know we do you can also pay private um, teachers if you want you know there are so many ways that you could go and look you know look for help but don't give up on your kid because changing your kid's life is the best thing you can do for him for you for your family and for society because sometimes I feel that we are there shouting, oh, let's, let's make it a better world. And we forget the people who live under the same roof as we do. Yeah. And I would add to that, get to know the school program, get to know the yeah. teachers. Parents are so involved in their own work, you yeah. know, and, and, and they don't have time. Um, they don't invest the amount of time that they should invest in getting to know the program. Maybe the child doesn't want to go to school because of something that happened in the school. Maybe right. there's something going on that the parents are not aware of, you know, right. or maybe True. there's something happening with the child. Maybe there's a skill, maybe there's a condition. So you need to get to know your child very well. And with regards to homeschooling, did you ever consider the possibility of homeschooling your kids? Yeah, my kids are now 30, you know, 30-ish. So at the time, I, at least here in Brazil, we were, you know, they were born and raised in Brazil. And so this was never a, an option. 
as far as I know, I could be wrong, but I I didn't really learn about homeschooling until they were halfway through their education. I thought it was an interesting concept. It's always intrigued me. I've always been interested and curious about it, but I, for my kids, I did not consider the possibility because I was not aware of that possibility. How about you? Would you consider homeschooling for your son? Well, I did help him, you know, when it was coming to that test that he had to do around 12. Would I have homeschooled him completely from the beginning? That is a tough question, too, because what I like about the school is the social part of it, you know, socializing with other kids and so on. And he made great friends, friends that he has today that are from ever since he was six year old, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's precious too. But concerning study, maybe I could do without so much trauma or something or Mm -hmm. in in a more motivating way for him, rather than he being in a classroom. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe something that sparked his curiosity, maybe something that sparked his interest. You know, the missing link is the missing link link is getting education or getting a program, you know, where the child can see, hey, that has something to do with me. Okay. That is something that I would be interested in. But if that missing link is not there, then man, that's hard, you know, to get the child interested and willing to be present in these classes. Yeah, so we hope you've enjoyed it and keep in touch with us. We love hearing from you. So let us always know your thoughts, your comments, your suggestions on any of our accounts. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and we are on Twitter. I guess this is the time to say goodbye to everyone. Have a great day, a good afternoon, a good evening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye, Nadja. Bye, Lucia. Bye, everybody. Bye.